The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Big right hand for Kevin Holland as he goes in for the clinch. I said, call Big Mouth. Still talking shit, but wow, he looked good. One of the best bantamweights in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner, Rob Font. Violence is Rob Font. Fantastic finishing ability. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I like that. That sounds very professional. It did. I thought he was going to say something else, though, because DC, uh, the champ champ, the great uh, Daniel Cormier said a couple of things. That's right. And then I th- it felt like he was going to say something else, and then he didn't. So that was weird. And uh, I scratched what I just said. Hi, okay. Jimmy. Let's hey, start the show. Good to uh, talk to you. <laughs> I saw my pal on Fox and Friends. I wanted to make sure you didn't actually do a say. It was one oh. through one commercial. Jimmy, you, I know you asked me about. I'm fucking around with my sound yeah. as I talk to you. Um, it was very good. You, oh, thank you, Jimmy. It's. Um, the guy, uh, Dan Bongino. How I, big is he? Oh, he's a big boy. Yeah. I know Dan for a long time. It's funny. I got a, I got a text from him on Monday, just literally like the day before. And he asked me, he was going, uh, you know, do you want to be on? I'm, I'm an anchor. Am I going to be a guest anchor? Because Brian Kilmaid's out of town and I'm the anchor in... Uh, in um in Florida for for the Fox News right so they brought him and up and I'm like I go dude I go well, you're an anchor I go the last I I spoke to you you were uh, a Secret Service guy he was dude he used to be a Secret Service man is that what he used to do yeah I used that to big teach son him the bitch used to protect oh, the president dude, I yeah man I, giant I, and he used to learn from me and he used to, I used to take uh. He used to train with me in Long Island. Him and his brother. Was he on presidential duty, or did he do like, uh, did he do like uh, counterfeiting and stuff like that? All I know is that he was with the uh, Secret Service, and he actually brought me out ages ago, uh, before I was probably in, even in the UFC, uh, to Maryland to work with with, with uh, some of his uh, huh. with some of his uh, crew over there. So I, I didn't know he was even in this field. And then I see, I look him up on the. He's got more Instagram follows than me. This fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great. First of all, great guy. Very, I was so happy to hear from him. So then he invited me to do that thing, and I told you I wasn't sure what what right. it was. So then, uh, you know, when I seen him, I go, you know, we didn't practice anything or anything, but I know from from back in the day that Dan knows how to roll and he knows how to train. Is he a black belt? No, I don't know what belt he is now, but I know he's training in Florida now. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this all came about real quickly. Sure, you know, really quick. So then I went. And I had a great time with him, and I'm telling you. Uh, I'm getting my phones blown up. It must be a very popular show. It's huge. Like, I'm not big with the pol- the political shit, Jimmy. Yeah, you're not you about ever, politics. You're about not choking. About, I'm about choking and my virtual reality, my wife, my kids. Yeah. You know? You don't get involved. 
I don't, I don't, I don't like to. Well, he's a I, I giant guy, and, and they had you doing. It was really interesting because you talked a little bit about jujitsu and self defense. Yes. And then they, he had you, uh, you, you, you had him put you in some bad positions, which was, uh, you know, you're on your back, and uh, I was like, mm. I got nervous for you. I'm like, this is a giant guy. I panicked like it was me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, he's on TV. He's not going to be able to get out of it. And Isn't you certainly funny? live. It was live. It was Jimmy. live. Jimmy. What was that thing you do where you buck his hips forward? Because like you, you were on your back, and he's and, yeah. and you, you, you. What if that doesn't work? You know, I asked. Oh, well, then you can go right into the elbow escape. There's all, like I said. There's there's several ways out. But you know, when it strikes, first thing you want to do is bring him down. The second his hands touch the floor, what I did was I trapped an entire side. So I trapped his arm. So when I before I go to bridge and roll, or you know what what we call the umpa. Uh, I have to block an entire side because if I went to trap and roll him with just the arm, he could base out with his leg. Sure. If I trap the leg and not the arm, same thing, yeah. you know? So when you trap the whole side and with a big guy like Dan, if I just exploded towards him, he'd end up on his side. If I went three o'clock with my energy, uh, he would just go three o'clock. He would just end up on his side. We'd be staring at each other and he'd most likely get back on top. Because I bring my hips up 12 o'clock and then I continue to go over my shoulder one o'clock, you get that smooth reversal like you've seen. How do you lock the leg down? You just bring your foot on the outside of his so he can't base it out. Okay. And if he ever does explode and get that out or he gets out, sometimes it does, I would go right back into something called the elbow escape where my leg would be free because he can't keep it tight and 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 uh, and and free up his leg at the same time, he has to bring it out. I would bring my knee to my elbow and I would hip escape and get right back to. Were going. you nervous that you wouldn't be able to get out of it? No. <laughs> Do you get nervous on stage still? No, not? that's true. Yeah, yeah, but I was nervous watching. I'm like, oh no, yeah. what if it doesn't work? No, Jimmy, I'll tell you, we didn't rep anything. Uh, it's fu you know what's so funny? Yeah. I showed my kids when I got home because uh, they missed it because they had to go to school, my wife said. And it's it's literally the same exact thing because now <laughs> I teach the kids' classes on Saturday now because I got my little kids in there, you know? So, I, I mean, listen, I teach it anyway, but I delegate my time and whatnot where I'm like, you know what? I like, I, it's, I enjoy it, you right. know? So I showed them exactly that same headlock escape last week. So when I show them me doing it sure. on TV, they dug it, you know? It's funny. No, kids catch on like that. They do, And right. that's something that... That could happen to you on the on the on the train back up. Headlock, it should happen oh, to me. It, <laughs> I'm a little it's twerp. something very common, you know. Just like the mount position where so that's why he goes, What do you you know, we could come in, we have time for like, you know, a couple, you know, a few things. I go, all right, let's just put me in a few bad positions. We didn't even really discuss what. What was the last thing you did too with the uh what was the last thing? Oh uh, you know what? He went on top of me in the guard and she's like, We have fifteen seconds left. And Jimmy, as you know, me being a master Jedi, it only takes a second for me to take a fucking limb. What did you do? What did well, you do? Well he went to grab my neck. And when he went to grab my neck from my guard, I just put my foot in the hip. I got a slight angle and brought my leg over his head and I was going to break his arm. Okay. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, yeah, jujitsu is a beautiful thing. You what if know? you can't hold the guy? What if the guy's really strong and you can't hold him down like that? Like when you, like when you, when you try to lock up his right side, what if he's stronger than you? <laughs> Jimmy, he's so funny that you heard me with the, uh, the nice lady there. I wish I knew her name right there. She's popular too. Do we have, who do we have on the phone? Kevin. Oh, we have Kevin. Okay, good. Yes. All right, uh, Kevin. Oh, he's not, he's not yet. <laughs> hey, oh, um, I like it. Jimmy, so I had a great time, Jimmy. I did, you know? You did. I really like my friend Dan. 
Dan Bongino, and I was happy just to hear from him. He's a and giant I'm, guy. I'm, I'm, Is he six five? You know what's so funny? I never realized how big he was because I'm always seeing these guys when we're on the floor. You know, we're always trained, rolling. So I always feel I'm the same height as him. Meanwhile, I'm up to the guy's navel. <laughs> Yeah, he's. A, it, it did look fun when the guy puts me in a headlock, though. Because it, it looked like you were in big trouble. You know? Oh, don't be silly, Jimmy. I mean, when a guy that big, oh, stop it, uh, does that. Why do you think I want you to train, Jimmy? It's like having a superpower. Yeah, you always make fun of me with my my love of superheroes. No, look, Jimmy, look at me. You know what you're looking at? What? The thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got, we got Kevin Holland on the phone. Oh, What's up, Kevin? Fucking thing. What's going on, guys? How are you? I'm good. Good. He sounds I'll be ready. In his room next to the cemetery. Oh, I fucking love it, man. What's, I love it. What? He's known for his mouth. Big mouth. Man, yeah, bro. What's up, man? How are you? How you feeling for this fight, Kevin? It's Matt Serra. I'm feeling uh, good, man. The UMC put me in a hotel room. I can look out and see the the, uh, the graveyard every day, man. I'm just trying to go ahead and give an early funeral for somebody before I get out of here. You know. Now, when you're when you're very verbal like that, like I've always been scared, whether it was sports or anything, to kind of talk shit because then if I lose, it's that much harder. Uh, how how do you handle that when that happens, or do you just kind of brush it off? Just keep talking shit, you know. I mean, why stop now? Oh, so you don't you're not concerned if you lose, you're still going to keep talking. Man, I don't even know what that L word is. That's a bad word, you know. But uh, <laughs> if something like that was to happen, I'm going to keep running my mouth. I'm still talking about Thiago. I'm still mad about him uh, getting mad because I said something about Santa Claus and acting fool with that hammer. So you are, <laughs> you're still annoyed with him? I'm still annoyed. He shouldn't have took me down, man. I'm still crying about it. Um, and where are you right now? At the hotel, chilling. About to be ready to work out in a little while. No, no, I mean, what, uh, what city are you in? South Carolina. Oh, you're, you're there now. No. Uh, now, you got the name Big Mouth, uh, and, and you wound up taking this uh, fight with Santos with two weeks' notice. Most people wouldn't do that. Uh, a guy like that, nobody wants to fight Thiago Santos on two weeks' notice. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, that, that was the opportunity to get in the big door, so you step up, right? Uh, well, had you been training for something else, or do you just kind of stay in shape when you're not fighting? I mean, I try to stay in shape. Before then, I wasn't doing no strength and conditioner or nothing like that, man. So, I mean, staying in shape was as simple as being able to punch somebody in the face for a little while. You know, uh, I was, you know, back then, I thought I was in top shape, and I didn't even know what shape was. Right. Yo, Kevin, tell me about your love of kung fu movies, because I, I love kung fu movies. What, who's your, what, like uh, Bruce man, Lee? I, I do, I do. I do love watching some Bruce Lee, but... uh Really, it's just it's anything with some action on, bro. I'm I'm like super duper action movie guy. Like last night, me and the coach was watching a uh, was that Ninja Assassin. We were watching Ninja Assassin. I ain't seen it in a while, and I guess he ain't never seen it. And he was like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" So uh, what's I just like anything with some blood and some uh, action? Wait, turn me on to that Ninja Ninja Assassin. That's yeah, not, Ninja uh, Assassin. As soon as it starts off, bro, they're throwing ninja stars, cutting people's face off. Wait, I'm I, like. Is oh, it, oh my gosh! Is is it with Christopher Lambert? <laughs> is, uh, it, is it the guy from Outlander? Hot light skin chick in there. Highlander? No, not Highlander. Is I know it, what you're talking about by Highlander, but Ninja Assassin, bro. No, Ninja Assassin, the I, one little uh, ninja guy who left the clan and now he's killing everybody. Is it subtitled or is it crazy. English? Uh, it's English, bro. You can catch it on Netflix right now too. Oh. Really? Uh, mm -hmm. It's live action or is it like an anime or something? No, nah, live action, no uh, anime. Oh, I'm watching this fucking thing. You know I like Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I, I think you're what? You're a second degree black belt, Kevin? Yes, sir. Second degree black belt. Probably can get the third if I go test again, but uh, try to get that black belt just before I go do any more tests anywhere else. What, what belt are you now? 
from a brown belt in jiu-jitsu or he's Travis Luter. So that's not too oh, bad. Fuck, man. I love Travis Luter. You know, he's my old housemate. You know that. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, well, he doesn't talk much, Travis Luter. He's pretty quiet. No, no. Not unless it's about, you know, killing something or something like that. He yeah. don't talk much. Yeah, we used to call it, his nickname was the serial killer. We were fucking scared with that. I didn't room with him. I was fucking frightened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a- man, he asked me to come over to the house one time for Christmas, and I was like, ah! That doesn't sound too holly and jolly. I'm going to avoid that. I'll tell you, man. And Travis Lute is one of those unsung heroes, man, because he was really, he has such, he has such great jujitsu, man. He really does. He mounted, he mounted Anderson Silver, man. He was having his way in that fight, and it didn't end up great for him. But I'll tell you, he beat Drago, my buddy mm-hmm. Drago. No, he's, he's great, man. He really is. Well, give him my regards. Let me ask you something here, Kevin, because this is something else we have in common. Uh, tell me about, you wanted to, because I want to start this shit up myself, and I was just talking about it with Sean O'Malley. Tell me about the you're, you starting up a Twitch channel, or did you get that started yet? I ain't got it started yet, man. So the game, the game plan was to start the Twitch right after this fight, man, because um, and it keeps popping up on my Call of Duty, Twitch this, Twitch that. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to do this, man. My manager wants me to do it. My wife is like, you might as well, you know, do something with this video game because all you do at home <laughs> is play the game. So I'm like, you know what? I see this Twitch Prime thing. I want to get the Twitch set up. I want to get some camera set up. I want to, you know, to be honest with you, we're in a two-bedroom right now. When I go back, I might upgrade to the three-bedroom. And uh, just make the third room just all about me gaming with a Twitch on and, and try and get a big following. Somebody just hacked my uh, my Instagram account today, so I can't use my Instagram account no more. They talking about they want two hundred dollars if I want to get it back, and I'm like, dang, I should buy a new one. But no, I'm sure so, you could uh, you could you could do Instagram again. Co- contact them. That, that's not a huge ransom. Two hundred bucks. <laughs> two hundred bucks. This is not a Soviet operation. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get that back for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like I'm like. The guy's, I guess the guy's in Turkish or something like that, and he's like, I just really need this 200 bucks. And I'm like, well, well, how do you want me to send you the $200, man? Just let me know, bro. I'm easy to blackmail. I'll, I'll give you whatever. What did he say, Bitcoin? <laughs> he wants Bitcoin? <laughs> I hope not. I don't have Bitcoin. He ain't responded. I told him I'd give him the money, but I don't want the Yahoo. I just want the... I just want the Instagram. You know what I mean? Well, change your other passwords. If you use the same password for everything, change it. Yeah, I just changed up to like five different passwords. Now tomorrow I ain't gonna know how to get into nothing. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm locked out of everything I have because I keep panicking and forgetting them or I keep re-entering an old one. But yeah, once they get one, they might have all of them. Maybe you could just const- uh, contact Instagram. Are you verified? Yeah, I, con- I contact Instagram and they sent me to my non-verified account. So I'll oh, another message. Well, I'm Try sure it. we're gonna fucking figure this thing out, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna plug your Instagram then. All right, no. listen, we'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah. We got a fight to worry about. I want to know what happened. This is a more important fight. Uh, you know what? But we're in the same we're in the same boat though. We both don't know how to get this thing started. You didn't so you didn't get started with it. You didn't know. No, I haven't got started with it. But I'm actually gonna. I'm going to have somebody come out and start it for me, bro. I'm not good with electronics, so I'm just going to let somebody else do it. Kevin, man. I can't man. even get back into my own Instagram. Get Let's, that guy from Turkey and make him work for $200. <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe he'll do something special for me. Dude, I, all I know is, man, he, the guy's not really handy with this shit. He likes, he's got a big mouth. He loves to fight. He's very good in jujitsu. Kevin, we could have been hanging out ages ago, me and you. We, man, that's what I'm thinking. Good. We both think thinking. Travis Lewis is a fucking serial killer. Oh, this is great, man. I, I hey, you think I know. You're my you're my you're my new favorite <laughs> fighter. Now, look, Thanks, now when the when the shit talk comes out, when you when you open your mouth and you and you know you know one with the big mouth, like Dana said, is there any? Is it just you're shooting from the hip? Or are you giving any thought to this? Like, like you just now you, you you pull up in the town, you see the graveyard. I mean, you just came up with putting more bodies there. We're, you know. 
Yeah, that's usually how it goes, man. Like, it, just, it just comes out. I, I don't know, bro. My grandpa talks a lot, too. He used to call me Jabba Jaws growing up. So I just, <laughs> you know, just whatever comes to the head, it's like a freestyle. Life's a freestyle. I'm just constantly flowing, you know? Did you fight a lot growing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to, drive, I used to ride skateboards. So I used to always get in, like, <laughs> these little skater fights and stuff like that. So, uh, they weren't, I guess they weren't really fair. I used to just smack people with the skateboard most of the time, especially if they were bigger than me. I, I didn't know jujitsu back then. I wasn't trying to test my luck. That's probably smarter, though. If you don't know jujitsu and someone's bigger, smash them with a skateboard. That's effective. Yeah, one good smack and right off. <laughs> How come you didn't get offered uh, a contract? I mean, obviously, you, you know, you, uh, you, you had that knockout, uh, I'm sorry, that uh, United's decision of uh, Will Santiago on, uh, on uh, Contender Series, and you didn't get the contract. Do you know why? Because I talk too much. That was really why they didn't give it to you? I mean, that's kind of what they said. I mean, when you go to the contender series, I, I mean, usually it's all about finishing people, and you got to go in there with that killer mindset, right? And then, like, this is my first time out of all my fights that I actually win, that I don't win via taking them out, you know, whether it's TKO, KO, or a submission. So, you know, I was kind of just out there just cruising by, man. I was just, really, to be honest with you, bro, I was more concerned about the 10 grand than I was concerned about the contract. Because I was like, dude, Greg Hardy's here, Alonzo Minifield's here. These guys are probably going to knock this guy out in like two seconds. So let me just go out here, have a good time, perform in front of the boss, and maybe he'll call me one day. It worked out. I got a contract in another way. Oh, you were actually, okay, so that makes sense. You were thinking of the other guys and what they were going to do, not even in your fight, but that they were going to be impressive in their, in the way they were going to win. Yeah, it's kind of hard to knock out somebody faster than a big old heavyweight, especially when they used to play uh, high-level football and stuff like that. I mean, all he had to do was run across the cage and say, oh, and the guy was going to fall over. So I was like, ah, I can't compare to that. Just go out there and show him I'm a better fighter instead of a bigger knockout artist. Did did the uh, the moment and knowing what was on the line, did that affect you at all? Because uh, it was actually a very, it's a, it's a small, intimate setting for a fight. And, and, and I was watching intimate. it. What's that? It was very intimate. Yeah, and, and did that throw you at all even more than a big crowd because it's so personal and, and you, can, you, know, you can see everybody's face and it's right there in front of you? No, honestly, I think that was like, uh, for me, I think that was more like an advantage. I like, uh, I don't mind it being a small crowd. You know, that's how, that's how I used to fight back in the day. Small crowds, nobody was watching. And um, so for me, it was just awesome. You know what I mean? It was awesome to fight in front of Dana White and stuff like that. So to me, it was it was like dream come true. And then Mick Maynard, uh, growing up, like, you know what I mean? Being around here in the Texas area and stuff like that, Mick Maynard was the man, you know, for legacy and stuff like that. And then they came out with LFA, so... To finally be able to fight in front of Mick and get a W, that's all I was really worried about. Just impressing him and Dana as far as letting them know, like, yo, I can fight, fight. And uh, you fight in June 22nd in Greenville uh, against Alessio DiCirico. Now, do you watch a lot of tape? I'm always interested whether or not fighters watch a lot of tape on their opponents. Some guys watch some, some watch none, and some, uh, some watch obsessively. I watch a little bit, but then, like, the week of the fight, I start watching it more, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> oh, you, but, now he's coming off he's, he's won his last two fights but you'll, you'll still watch it and find things he's doing wrong even though he's won well uh, what was it Spicely Eric Spicely uh, he's a brown belt as well right took him straight to the mat tried to take him to the mat didn't work out got right on his back and triangled him if you ask me that's, that's a failure in the grappling department you know what I mean if you go to the ground and you're on top of somebody and you get triangled without even like moving position doing anything like that it's a failure in the grappling department you, you fail while you're on top. If you're failing while you're on top, you're damn sure going to fail while you're on bottom. But I think I'm a little stronger than Spicely these days. I've been, you know, out here with CD Powertrain, working on the strength and conditioning, getting stronger and stuff. So 
I think if I choose for it to hit the deck, it hits the deck. If I choose for it to stand, I think I'm too long and too strong. There's nothing he can really do. So you're watching for flaws. You're watching for mistakes. You're watching for things you can capitalize. I think I've raised this point before, but Jones said that he, he they noticed that Cormier ducked a certain way, uh, and that was how he was able to land that head kick. Uh, was that he had, he he had seen Cormier in tape making that little kind of uh, dip, I think, to his own to his right side. So that paid off. But you must also see things that make it hard for you that that you're like, oh fuck, I don't want to get caught in that. Nah, I mean, I guess, I guess when you get to the upper echelon, I guess you say, "Oh, I don't want to get caught in that." But with this guy right here, I'm, I honestly believe that he can cut a little bit more weight and get to seventy. You know, uh, nothing, nothing against the hundred and seventy pounders, but uh, he ain't big enough, he ain't tall enough, he ain't long enough, he ain't strong enough. He sure ain't tall, dark, and handsome like me. So I don't think he's ready for this one eighty five to vast. Uh, disaster he's about to run into. You know, can, I just don't think he's ready. Goal's too little. Can, can I just say, as a guy that's that's been around a while, I I really feel it's an upgrade in nicknames. Trail, you were originally the Trailblazer, which is all right. You know, that could be cool. You know, Trailblazer. You know, uh, now you're Big Mouth. And let me tell you something. If I knew where this fucking applause button was, I'd fucking hit it right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even though they did clean this up a little bit. Hold on. Let me fucking. Yeah. Uh, that's a fucking. That's, uh, that's a fucking That's a stadium shoot. cheer. We'll take it. Yeah, right, we'll take it. I was about I to start it. fucking with it. Well, that's what you deserve. I think Big Mouth is better because not only are people now, they're going to be looking at the fights. And if they don't know you, oh, this guy's nickname's Big Mouth. All right. Let's see what this guy's got to say if things go well. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's good. I like it. But you got to run with that shit. Yeah, I think I'm going to run with a full speed. It might even get a tattoo on the inside of my lip that says Big Mouth, BM. And you have, uh, I think, seven inches on this guy in reach. Uh, you had 11 inches on, on Santiago. When's the last guy you fought where you had uh, a, less of a reach disadvantage? Can you, can you remember that? Never, bro. I went, uh, I went and stepped up for a fight last second at uh, 196. Uh, it, was, it was back when I first started, you know what I mean? My third fight. Right. And I thought that guy was going to have a longer reach, but I still had the longer reach. Uh, I was blessed. I was blessed with some long arms, man. Probably should have played basketball, but I can't dribble for shit. <laughs> yeah, with long arms, that's embarrassing. Long arms and can't dribble. That's a bad, bad sport. <laughs> oh, man, my coach is over here clowning me now. It's good, though, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Is that Travis Luter clowning you? Nah, nah. CD powertrain, Suge Dorsey. Travis doesn't roll in until Friday night. And he, he doesn't. He rolls in after weigh-ins. He's and, like, I don't want to help you cut weight. I just want to. I just want to see the fight. And he doesn't clown around. So I knew that wasn't fucking Travis. <laughs> no, no. Hey, but you know what? I can get Travis to laugh pretty, pretty hard, man. I like that. That means that means you must be a funny motherfucker if you're making Travis Luter laugh. Like I, I try those, to be. I, I'd be silly. I, I'm silly and stuff. He just fucking looks at me. I'm like, all right, Travis. <laughs> He's a good dude, though. Listen, hey man, tell him my, give him my regards, and uh, and best of luck this weekend, man. I can't wait. To, is it, it is this weekend. It is this week. Saturday it night. Is. Yes, ahead, give a proper plug. Yeah. Uh, it, Kevin yeah. is fighting Lesio Di Chirico. Uh, it's June the twenty second in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm not sure if tickets are available, but you can try to get them if you're down there. There's not a lot of fights held down there, and this is a really good card. Uh, we're talking to Rob Font in a little while, so if you're down there, go and check it out. And if not, just watch Fight Night 154. Sweet. Th thank you very much, man. You're fun to talk to. Yeah, man. And you're no, great, you're no, great to you watch. Thank you very much, man. If you guys are ever bored and you ain't got nobody to talk to, holler at me, man. I'm always sitting here looking for something to do. <laughs> Remember you said that because we will. Oh, you'll be hearing, you'll be <laughs> hearing right. from we'll us. Only, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Hey, where are you guys at? You guys are in New York or what? We're in New York, yeah. You got to be in studio next time. 
Yeah, man. I'm thinking about taking my son to Philadelphia. So if I do that, I'll come hang out with you guys. I need to go to Matt Sears and do some, G- do some BJJ. That's always been a fantasy. 100%, buddy. You got it. On the house. I don't have to say that, but on the house. Let me know, buddy. Oh, you let that. me know. All right. That'll work, bro. All, All right, right bro. Good talking to you, buddy. All our best. Good talking to you guys as well. All right. Bye, Kevin. Hey, man. Hey, I like him. Yeah. I like... Listen to me, Jimmy. I like him. What is Jones's reach? Big uh, mouth, but he's... It's not... Listen, it's not forced. No, it's, it's who not he is. forced. He looks comfortable. He feels comfortable. 26 years old. Yep. Jimmy, I wasn't this gifted with the gab until I was well into my 40s. Well, you certainly are now. No. Jimmy? You're very gifted. What? You're gifted at uh, talking. What am I, a blabbermouth? No, but you're not a blabbermouth. You're. A, I had a good time the other day, Jimmy. You're gifted where? At the uh, Fox and Friends. It was actually yesterday, but it feels so long. long it does ago. feel like a long time uh, ago. I'm happy for my friend's success, that Dan Bongino. You know? Um, yeah. I couldn't, be- I couldn't believe it. It's like somebody you knew back in the day that wasn't like famous. Yeah. And now you look at him and then like he's And they're famous. selling out arenas. Yeah. I hate yeah. them. You hate Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I'm happy for people's success and you yeah. fucking hate them. No, I don't. I'm actually, I'm very happy for people who do well. Because the better they do, the more likely they are to help me out. Yeah. You know, what I, was, you know what I was going to tell our friend there, Kevin? I was going to tell him to, uh, to watch The Last Dragon. Did you ever see The Last Dragon? With Bruce Leroy, Jimmy. Um, Did you see that one? No, no. It's a great movie, Jimmy. No, Jimmy. You are the last dragon. I've never. You got seen the that. glow, Jimmy. When you got that glow, I'm a big Game of th- Death th- guy. All right. Well, that's well. Now you're being like a serious one. This is more of like a, an '80s type. It ah. was. Uh, it was with uh, the Shogun of Harlem. You know. All right. Well, listen, Google it later. Okay. I, I don't know that movie. Well, well, then it's your loss, not mine. I'm not saying that I well, wouldn't like it. My father, Ralph Sarah, took me, took me to the uh, the movies. I must have been around 10 years old. I'm going to, can we Google when The Last Dragon came out, Jimmy? You don't have to do it. <laughs> the Last Dragon? There's a computer right in front of 85. Jimmy. 85. So, oh! 1985. You know how old I was? Hold on a second. I can tell. Well, I, 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 I was going to guess. <laughs> I get happy when I do my math real quick. You should. You, you do uh, your times tables well. Yeah. Listen, so I was a kid and my father took me to that movie, The Last Dragon. But, oh, Jimmy, what a good movie. Brings back memories. Yeah. And it made me want to do Kung Fu. It, did. it made me want to be a, a martial artist. You were just a boy. I was. I thought you were going to say a lad. No, you were a boy. I was a kid, yeah. And you were a lad. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Uh, Just a lad, slight of frame? You need to... I wasn't a big kid. No, you weren't. You, know? you were a little fella. Messed, people messed with me. They did. They bullied why do you. you. I, why do you think I know that headlock escape so well? That's right, because the boys would put you in headlocks and noogie you. I think you said that on uh, Fox and Friends. They oh. would take their knuckles into your little head. <laughs> I have a face people want to smack, Jimmy. I That's not to. true. See, people want Punch. to people want to hug you. You're like a little bird that fell out of a nest. They don't want to hug they me. They want to pick you up and nurture you. They don't. They want to push like... me between the train and the platform. Jimmy. <laughs> 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 That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck up lightheaded, Jimmy. Yeah. Um so listen, we, we I, I have to read an ad. Uh, I'll Let's read, read it. Read an ad. Listen. All right, we got Rob Font. Rob Font is a rematch with John Lineker. You know, here's the thing. What's that, Jimmy? Ben Askren is asking for a title shot over Colby Covington. Uh, (coughs) Not going to happen. All right, Dana told Colby he's got the shot. Colby's almost guaranteeing 
a a fight between him and Kamaru Usman, which to me is infinitely more interesting right now than a fight with Ben Askren. As great as Ben Askren is, I want to see Colby Covington get the shot. He was the interim champion. Those belts have to mean something. And I know he did, he took surgery instead of fighting yeah. Tyron Woodley. But I want to see this fight yeah. between him and Usman. And I think he's going to get it. He deserves the next shot at Kamaro. And that's a bigger fight. Uh, I, I, I know Askren's a pretty big fight. But I think for people who know that these guys don't like each other, Usman Covington's a much more interesting fight. Listen, I don't really have a lot of love for Colby at all. No, but uh, I still would like to see that fight. He and and I still I feel just that Ben... Ben Askren needs to um, he needs to have another performance at least before because sure. it is somewhat controversial. I mean the thing with Robbie. I mean, it you know it, could would he have finished it? How many seconds later? I don't know if he was getting out of that bulldog choke, but uh, wow, right. But we don't know, you know. So we'll never know. So you know those two guys were in there, and he definitely showed some perseverance. You know, but is that enough to, to warrant a title fight? A contra- you know, it, was a, it wasn't a clear-cut victory. It wasn't something saying, wow, he's got to fight for the title now. It was it was controversial. And, uh, so. yeah, and, and uh, you know, let's be honest. Uh, uh, RDA, uh, you know, was uh, Covington got through him. He got through yeah. uh, Javier Dos Santos. To, he deserves it. He's the interim champion, and I, and I think that he should get this shot. All right, we're getting Rob Font on the phone. Oh, good. I like Rob Font. Hey, Rob. What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. Sorry, we're so we're so psyched. We did a read for Blue Chew, um, which is it, it's kind of like a chewable. Uh, has the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I don't know if you've ever taken one, but they really are life changing. I'm excited, Rob. Uh, I haven't taken one yet, but uh, you know, I, I, do you recommend them? You're a married man, Rob, or no? Um, soon, soon to be, soon to okay. be. Okay, I'm, ma- I'm married. I'm married twelve years, and I—it's part of my French. I can't fucking wait to get these pills. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I'm hyped up about your fight, and we happen to be talking. We happen to be talking. Yeah, guys. So we're both very excited that we're going to get yes. free samples uh, sent to us. So listen, is this your first rematch or no? Yeah, first rematch. First rematch. Biggest rematch as well. Um, yeah. Finally, get to run it back with uh, you know a monster like John Lineker, so um, I'm excited. After that first loss, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's a decision loss, so you replay a lot of it in your head. And this kind of came around uh, last minute, right? Yeah. So um, I was supposed to uh, fight Cody Stamen. Um, unfortunately, he fell out. Um, then um, I was to meet my manager Tyson. Was thinking like, um, who's available? Um, I was out in Chicago um, helping my buddy uh, Calvin Cater get ready for his fight. He's had a big win over Ricardo Lamas. And, um, you know, uh, it's like, I think it was Wednesday of that week. Uh, Sean texted uh, um, Tyson telling him, you know, the fight's off. And, like, so we start throwing names out. And I was like, what about uh, Lineker? I know he's been very vocal about uh, not staying busy and not getting fights. Um, he just lost. So I'm pretty sure he would love to take the fight. Within 30 minutes, we got the fight. So I knew he would, he would take it. So it was perfect. Uh, he's higher. He's a, he's a higher ranked fighter than um, Cody Stamen. And, um, and I get to get the rematch. So I think right. it worked out perfect. Oh, oh, let me tell you about rematches, man. They are so, when it a vic, a victory over somebody that bested you in in a in the cage. I speak from experience. When I when I beat Shoney Carter, uh, even though I took a couple of my backfists, I was so <laughs> fucking. It felt as good as any other victory. In, include well, let fuck, me uh, let me yeah. ask you how, how how was your mindset going into that that second one? Uh, oh, I was I was gonna 
I was going to fuck him up for sure. That's in my mindset. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was locked in a fucking house and, you know, I was, I fought him on the show, but I thought it was like almost meant to be type of shit. I was on that, that thing, you know, I'm like, look, I get, I get that. Why, what's the chances of me get to have a redemption on a show called the comeback with a guy yeah. when I started off my career being like a, a, a fucking, um, you know, highlight. A, a highlight. Thank you. It was a highlight. I'm, I'm scarred. But anyway, but it made it, it made it easier to watch knowing that I beat him. That I there beat was a redemption. Yeah. Yes, that there's redemption. Yeah. Speaking of coming up, when you were climbing the ranks in New England, you and Calvin Cater, you guys were number one and number two. And at one, yeah, so, at one, at one point you wanted to fight him. And now you guys are yeah, real tight. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was... I was still kind of, you know, with that young mind kind of thinking you got to beat the big dog in the, in the, you know, in the in the town and all that. And yeah. we we're always number one, one and two. But I was a small, small um, featherweight. You know, I was doing my thing. I was knocking, you know, knocking guys out and all that. But I was a small featherweight. Um, he was always the number one guy to beat. So I was like, I always wanted to, you know, take that down. And my manager, a good friend, was like, Listen, guys, you got to stop with this. You know, you, you should be trained together. I want to see both of you guys get to the UFC. Um, Rob, we plan on dropping you down to 35 anyways. Because um, at that time, I was still eating pizzas and still making yeah. weight. So it was like, you know, so there was no point for me to even beat at 45. Um, and then he was like, uh, so I was like, all right, whatever, whatever. You know, then we, um, then I, then we started training again and started hanging out. I'm like, oh, I love this guy. This guy's awesome. This, this, <laughs> that. He came out to uh, England with me for one of my fights. And he just kind of, uh, you know, just helped me with the weight cuts, the jogging, holding pads, and, and all that type of stuff. And, um, and uh, unfortunately, that fight got canceled. And uh, but from that point on, I was like, "That's it. I, I, I pay for him every time to come with me now." And um, <laughs> he does the same. And it's just like it was like it would have been one of the dumbest things I've ever did to fight him. Like you see, he's he's uh, he hits hard. He's a little bigger than me. He uh, he can wrestle. Um, and and uh, it was just and uh, you know it was just it was just a bad you know it have been a bad move on my part. And yeah. I'm glad you know my, my manager up uh, so, you know, settled me down. Like, listen, you, you're thinking too small. We got to think bigger picture. And um. You know, it worked out. Now, like I said, I do. We literally do everything together. Like I get <laughs> my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time. She's like, "Bro, go hang out with your boyfriend. Leave me alone." You know, all the time. You know, like, that's, oh, that's. By the way, he was devastating so, against Lavis. That was yeah. that was a, a devastating knockout. What'd you think of clean, that? Clean, yeah. no, real, real clean, sharp technique. You know, he um he showed that you know he can hit. Um, yeah, and I thought he did it obviously in his, in Lavis' backyard. The way he finished it was it was it was perfect. You couldn't have drawn up it um, any better. And um. You know, he's just a real good guy, real classy guy. You know, um, yeah, I'm so, I'm so proud of him. Yeah, that was uh, that was a brutal one, man. I was in the locker room when his when his when his uh his his, his uh his fam. Well, I was gonna say his his dad gives it away, but uh, his corner man came back and the guy was upset, you know. But he was keeping it together. But it was his dad. Yeah. It was Ricardo's dad. So I'm like, oh man, yeah, you know, it's rough. Got it's got to be rough to see yeah. your son in there. But uh, I don't yeah. want to put a damper on things. He looked he looked amazing that night, you know, Calvin. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for you this weekend, man. I mean, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, like that. You know, like the first time I fought Lineker, man. I, I just wasn't that wasn't me. You know, I I was uh, I uh, I went from fighting Joey Gomez in Boston, which you know, no offense to him, but pretty much a local fighter. He took the fight on short notice. He was fighting the local scene. He was maybe five, six and zero or something, something like that. He got the call. You know, we beat him, we finished him in the second round. Then I went to from that to John Lineker over 30 fights in front of 40,000 people in Curtis Chiba. And I, I mentally wasn't prepared. I, I thought, oh, it's just another day. But I was like, nah, once you get there, it's just not another day. It was a whole different animal, you know. And then, 
And I was like, I was way too hyped with the crowd. You know, I, like the way I walked out wasn't what I usually do. I was like way too, I was like rapping my song. I don't, I don't rap, you know, like I'm sitting there going crazy <laughs> at the weigh-ins. It was like 10,000 yeah. weigh-ins. I was feeding way too much into the crowd. And then once I got out there, it was just like, just couldn't put it together. So, uh definitely plan on being a whole different fighter whole different um ball game and you know i just want to get out there and you know get that w back well now when you were coming out it's interesting you said that because you know jones comes out a lot of times he'll scream or you look at what jacare does when he comes out some guy like you know cormier runs when you when you came out like that with the crowd and all those people uh, was it kind of an adrenaline dump for you or or was I, it just you tried to embrace something that was scary and should have handled it differently Yes, I think it was the perfect. I think I, I tried to break something that was scary. I, tried, I definitely overlooked the fact that I was fighting in forty thousand people in a soccer stadium, you know. And I uh, and I just like I said, I'm, I'm a real cool, laid back type of guy. Like I don't really like I don't I'm not like I'm not screaming, I'm not hyped up. And for some reason that night I was screaming, I was hyped up, I was, and I, I just when I got there, just dumped. And I think all the all my adrenaline just dumped out of me. And I was like, I couldn't pull the trigger. I was. Uh, and at that I, at that moment, I really, really wasn't ready to just get knocked out and like really set, get in there and like I right, get it. If I gotta go in there and we gotta get knocked out, it is what it is. Like you know, obviously it's easy for me to say that now, but I, I really believe okay, I'm, I'm ready to you know saying die on my sword. I'm sorry, die on my shield. Well, hey man, you might have lost that fight, but you definitely uh, you 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 gained some some fight IQ with that the way you're talking. So that's 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 very that's a that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, you know, and like, I, yeah, go ahead. like I was, uh, I was riding back with uh, Brian Stan. He was, and he, I, I still remember, they broke. Like, understand, um, you lost. You're upset, but this is going to be the best um, loss for you. And I, and I really do. And that's kind of corny to say, but I really do. I believe I learned a lot from that, um, from that, um, that um, loss. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that's cliche for a reason because it's true. Yeah. You really do. Unless you're an arrogant or your, your ego's too big and you make an excuse and then people don't learn yeah. from it and and those guys don't usually stick around too long. Let me ask you, because this is something I never got involved, but the guys that are involved with just love it. You and Calvin are really into the uh, the golf. T tell me about that. What's the love of the golf? Bro, um, I, I, he kind of tricked me into playing, you know, uh, <laughs> he, uh, his family owns a golf course out in Methuen, Mass, uh, the Merrimack Valley, great golf course. Wow. If you're ever in town, come hit us up and we'll bring you out. Um, and, um, they always like just say it's relaxing, it's this and this. I'm like, all right, let me try it out. And, um, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I feel like I'm kind of a natural athlete. So when I got out there, I was doing pretty good and I got a couple of good shots and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. And then I, uh, then I uh, took a couple of private lessons. I bought my own clubs. Oh, and then shoot. I just got hooked. I just got hooked to it. And then, like, once I started putting together a couple holes, I even, I even bought, like, like, the, you know, Xbox game. I was golfing on, on Xbox. I was uh, <laughs> watching all the shows. Um, I was, I was um, you know, obviously watching um, any type of golf term I could possibly get. And then, obviously, Tiger Woods just came back. So I got to, you know, see him play. I was like, I'm, I got to keep going at this. And then, um, yeah, I just started getting better and better. Um, like I said, I took a couple of uh, privates. And from there, it's like now it's like part of the camp. We we train, condition, eat, golf. You know, that's what we do now. So it's, uh, it's, just, it's fun. I, I highly recommend do you find it relax? To me, it looks like like like, like playing pool. Like uh, people, that's so relaxing. But I suck at pool, so I find it frustrating, and it makes me just hate my own guts. Like, are, are, are you? I, remember, I guess I'm afraid that it, it can't. It, maybe it's not relaxing if you if you do really bad. If you're really bad, you can't even get off the tee. Then it's definitely frustrating. You're you're pissed. You're throwing away. But as far as like relax, just getting with the, together with the boys, having a couple beers, um, talking shit, betting on the holes and all that is definitely fun. And it, you know, it kills a lot of time, and um, especially for what we do, we you know, obviously we're training twice a day, so we'll 
get like a conditioning session in the morning, chill out, relax, go to the course, have lunch, and then play, and then go right back to like boxing or wrestling or whatever. It um, kills time, especially during the, these fight camps. Like just to, even just to get out and ride around on a beautiful day on the, on the cart is it's kind of chill and relaxing. So. I guess so. A lot of athletes love it, and I, I maybe because it's not a a contact sport or it's a very calm sport compared to what you have to do for the rest of the day. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like kind of like you gotta like as far as like you know like the mental side, like you can't like overthink it and you can't worry about the last shot and every shot's always different. So it's kind of like you know if you go out there in a the fight, you can't like really count on the next five seconds to be the same five seconds you you know what I'm saying you saw it before it's all reaction and um so yeah I mean I, I love it I recommend it I say if you guys are ever out in a um, mass um the Boston area come um hit us up and we'll definitely take care of you and what do you think about the rest of the division uh you know it's been it's been a very interesting six months for the Bantamweights yeah I mean the division uh it's, it's hot right now you know we uh especially the whole you know uh TJ thing going sure. down um uh Obviously, Henry winning the belt. Uh, your boy, your boy Al Jermaine looked amazing out there on um, when he oh, fought um, Pedro. And he, I, I, you know, I, I've never seen him throw that many shots. I was, <laughs> I was impressed. I was, I was, uh, I was like, all right, okay, here we go. I, I see, I see it. Um, I think if anything, maybe he gets the next shot. Oh, that's good. give uh, Marlon, Marlon uh, Marais maybe the Peter Yarn fight. Hopefully, everything goes smooth for me. You know, in, in um, uh, Saturday, and I can kind of get my name back in that mix. But I think it's we're all like right around that. Uh, you know, one or two big fights to kind of be in that topic of talking or at least number one yeah. contender. So it's, it's right there, you know. It's an exciting what? time, Jimmy. Yeah, because is... if you win, uh, you, you know, you're 12, he's 10. I mean, the, logically, you swap places and you're in the top 10. Uh, and then you have a few guys to get through or, or, or ahead of you. But Dominic Cruz has not fought in quite a while. So I would say there's, you know, uh, Aljo is probably going to get the next shot. I mean, Marais just had the shot. There's not too many more guys. Uh, who would you have your eye on if you win this fight? Honestly, I'm really, really not trying to over like look it. But if I could, I would say maybe that Peter Yan fight or uh, mm-hmm. you know a Marais fight, but um, or even maybe a, a rematch with Pedro Munoz. You know, um, I uh, that'd be another rematch I would love to get back. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I got a I got Lineker in front of me. That guy's he's a scary yeah. bastard. You can't overlook that guy. So I'm really <laughs> am focused on. And obviously, I know everybody. You know, like especially you're doing your job. You want the next name. I I really would want to give you a next name, but sure. I really truly am just focused on Lineker. That guy, I've been in it. He hits hard. I can't overlook this guy. But yeah, that's smart. I would say, I would say obviously, uh, if I could, uh, you know. That Peter Yan or, or, or uh, Munoz really match would be awesome for me. Yeah, I think Marais Yan makes sense too. Uh, listen, man, uh, it's good talking to you, Rob, uh, and good luck with this uh, with this rematch, uh, John Lineker, this Saturday. Um, you know, I hope you get what you want. Yeah, appreciate Rob. it, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, All right. take care. Take care, man. Definitely. Bye, Rob. All right, man. Hey, man. He's man, a nice uh, dude. Couple of cool guys on today, yeah, man. Yeah, you both know? those guys really nice. Yeah, I mean, me and you, but those guys, we had a couple of cool guys. The couple of cool guys that also called in. Yeah, it would be cool if I didn't stutter. Nah, you did trip nah, over. I tripped. It's I okay. fucking was starting to do. Oh wait, I was starting to do no. good and fucking. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. Just a couple of cucumber cute. Uh, wait, no, ah, you fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Really, uh, before we get out of here, we have to uh, give some shine. To you have st- yeah, some shine. But, all right, stop it. All right, you getting it was it was perfect. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> all right, give some shine. Sorry, right, that's for me. All right, go ahead. Oh, what's the matter with you? Go ahead, do it, Jimmy. Sorry, 
fucking out of control? I'm caffeined up. I'm, I'm dude, thinking I, of Blue Chew. Dude, I'm out of my mind. I'm not even using my hands. Dude, I went nuts during that fucking read. Because I remember they told us, and then I re- then right there I remembered. All right. Anyway, Jimmy. Oh! <laughs> From the Contender Series. That's right. Can I give Shine to... Jorgan DiCastro. Awesome, dude. He did awesome. Oh, wait. Who else won? Oh, the, I need you to pronounce this name because I don't want to fuck it up. Let me see. I'm very well, good. I was going to say Punahili Serrano. Um, Soriano. All right. And did I say the first one right? I'm not even trying. Uh-huh. Yeah, you probably did. Well, they, they both got contracts. Good. So that's exciting. Um, let me tell you, I want you to see, watch the end of this. Now, sure. first of all, hold on. This is what, we, uh, hold on. Stop it for a second, please. Uh, now, DeCastro's in the uh, the gray shorts there. Yeah. And uh, he's fighting, uh, what's his name again? I can't see it right there. What's, who is he fighting, guys? I can't. Meeks. Meeks. Now, Meeks was undefeated. And he knocked everybody out or beat the crap out of him with the two minutes. Yep. Leading up to what I like about the Contender Series, uh, Jimmy, is right before they come out, you get a little bit of a backstory. Sure. So you're rooting one way or the other. You're like, oh, yeah. this is exciting. Everyone is hungry. Who am I rooting for? Now, uh, DeCastro came over here. He came over and he's got his wife and his and his little daughter there who's got to be under 10. Around 10 years old. Oh, that's nice. And they're in the audience and he's the biggest underdog. Jimmy, Jimmy, look at me. Don't look at me. I, I gotta stop saying you. look at me. What was I gotta stop saying look at you, me, because you stop and you stare at me. I can't. And I'm help asking it. you to. You tell me to look at you, and I, I, my little eyes dart <laughs> now, now, Meeks is. Wait, uh, wait, why did I tell you to look at me? Oh, this guy in the pre-fight interview, Meeks, not Meeks. What's his name again? DeCastro. No, not who was it? What did he fight? What's Meeks. his name? Meeks. They they took it off the screen. They fucked me up. Sorry, Bob. Who's doing it, Bob? Oh, I'm sorry, Bob. I always attack Bob. If his name wasn't Bob, I wouldn't attack him like that. I, I know, but it's easy Bob. to remember. All right, Maddie, get that thing. What the fuck am I looking at? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, DeCastro. So Meeks, Meeks undefeated. Correct? Undefeated, yep. right, guys? Yep. Undefeated. And he's saying leading up to this that that this is going to be. This is going to be another, the same as his other fights. I expect it to go the same way, under two minutes. Yeah. And now this other, now, now DeCastro's coming over here from Cuba, and he's got his wife, and he's got his kid, he's talking about giving a better life for his daughter, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm right away, I'm rooting for DeCastro. No offense to, to, to But yeah, to you, you like the story. I like, I like the story, you know? So, uh, you know, the fight starts going, and you see how powerful... Yeah, uh, it's Meeks, right, guys? Yeah, right, Meeks oh, actually looks a little small compared to him. That's how yeah. big uh, DeCastro is. Look at that leg kick dropped with a leg kick. And what you didn't see prior to this earlier in this round was uh, Meeks was getting a couple of takedowns, but never securing a solid ground position. Uh, DeCastro was 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 wizarding himself back up, pushing Meeks' head to the floor, bringing his ass up to the ceiling, getting out, getting away, fighting off away from the cage, yep. head landing elbows up against the cage, knees, and then just, look at that, that's his, that's his family, so cute. This dude, oh, there we go, undefeated. And by the way, when I said- He's Meeks, taller, I, yeah. but you know, but uh, DeCastro no, is the just a squat. Like, like, but look, look at the wrestling background he has. He has a- uh, I don't I forgot what the division one or division two wrestler division one I believe yes, uh, so he's a very good wrestler twenty five years old hits hard, but uh, I like in the in the uh, post fight interview DeCastro was saying that his buddy was a was a, was a big time wrestler helped him for this 
for this fight and and everything they practice um worked as far as with the takedown defense so you know i you know props to him because i i i love the fact that he was the underdog when i saw his wife and kid there i was really nervous for him because i'm like he's sure look at the confidence this guy has and he's a fighter i'm i'm so happy that dana signed him because i'm like i know he's 32 years old and that could be a little old for certain for certain yeah. fighters, but man, does he, he knows how to fight? Yeah, look at the way he's fighting. He's a very good uh, striker, and he takes away uh, this this young kid's powerful takedowns. And uh, not to mention, Meeks did land on him also. Look at his, you see those elbows yep. up against the cage. We're watching the fight, people. And <laughs> uh, I would love look to at know that takedown. Normally, a heavyweight is just going to stay there and get controlled. Uh-uh. DeCastro right ain't having that shit, Jimmy. What, what, what was Jimmy, the, he's not having that shit. What was the reach difference? Can we see the reach between Meeks uh, and DeCastro? Who had, I, I mean, obviously Meeks has more, but I want to know how yeah. much more. Yeah. Because covering distance like but that, with, that. With a heavyweight is, is even harder than it is because you're mm. literally looking at one one punch well, knockout power with I'll every one you, of these guys. If you look at Meeks, he looks like a fucking American nightmare. Yeah, he's giant. <laughs> he looks like, if you look at his face, like the jaw and everything, look at him. Fucking, look at that guy. He looks like they... Picked him out of the fucking mountains. Six five. Fucking in the woods. Look at this guy. Six five. He was three and zero. Yeah. Huge wrestling background. He trains with Vulcan uh, Muz- Uzdemir. Uh, Uzman- Uzdemir. What? Uzdemir. What? Vulcan Uzdemir. Yes. Not Vulcan. That's Vulcan. who. No. That's what I was saying. <laughs> uh, I like Vulcan, and Vulcan was casting him up too. He brought him in to help him train for, I believe, the DC fight. Is that right? Yes. Let's say it's right. Okay. I'm pretty sure he said that. But uh, anyway, Jimmy, that I can't was a say tough enough. one for Vulcan. I'm happy that he's in that heavyweight division because that dude's fight. gonna, huh? That was a tough fight for Vulcan. That was a tough fight for Vulcan. You know, Jimmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we have a reach difference between these two? Again, I'm always curious about it. I don't know why. Yeah. It was 76 it, for Meeks and uh, oh, 72, only four inches. Okay, I would have thought yeah, it, was, it looks like it was a little bit more. Reach, Meech. Those guys though. Fuck about well, reach. That's what Kane said. That's, yeah. Well, listen, I don't know. Everybody I fought have been up to their nipples, Jimmy. I don't give a fuck. I know. I'm saying in the heavyweight division, it just seems like covering, uh, you, you know, you're getting making up that that little bit of distance uh, is, is a bigger deal because you're all anyone can knock anyone out, but you know, getting in on on a heavyweight, I think, is just a little riskier. Jimmy, you know what? I just realized just this second. What? We didn't fucking preview the fights this weekend. Hey everybody, we are unfiltered. We are unfiltered. We keep it unfiltered. We do. I know. We fucked up. No, we Sorry. didn't fuck up. Jimmy, no. look, look at my head right now. What am I doing? Look. Who am I who am I passing the blame to? Which side of the room? You're pointing towards the, the 1976 <laughs> wall accoutrements. All right, people. Listen, Jimmy. I this was fun. fun. I had a blast as always. Thanks to Kevin Holland and Rob Fon for calling in. And thank you, dick pills. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. What is the... Uh, Get those blue chews. Yeah. And where's my sample? Where's, and that's sample. No, no, hold on. Where, that's right, Jimmy. I'm glad you finished that. Of course I did. Where's our sample? Our sample. All right. Jimmy, go ahead. Plug something first, please. Borgata, July 5th. Montreal Comedy Festival, July 27th. A bunch more dates going on sale soon. All right. That's it. All right, people. You don't got to train with me, but you really should train. Yep. You know? All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Jimmy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.